0: Up. I'm your host, Cynthia Dill. Well, after the 2016 election, I got out of politics, but some battle scars remain, apparently. I discovered as much covering the Bernie Sanders event on September 1st in Portland for the podcast, but I'm pleased to report that there is healing. Here's a piece I wrote. It's called Forgive Me, Bernie. I begin this essay by forgiving Bernie Sanders. He got me on Sunday at the State Theater in Portland, responding to a, We love you, Bernie, shout from the audience. I felt a spark of the burn when Sanders yelled back, I love you, too, or the love is mutual, or something like that, and then talked off the cuff about spreading love to replace hate. Maybe it was scripted by the campaign, but it was nice to hear Bernie Sanders say the word love along with his promises to fight. In any event, it was a good line to use on the ladies, like me who soured on Bernie Sanders during the 2016 election because of his association with bully boys and wingnuts. Don't believe me? Ask Sarah Silverman. It was nice to hear Bernie talk about love because the hatred directed towards Hillary Clinton and by extension towards her supporters by some in the Sanders camp in 2016 was heartfelt. Some Sanders supporters hated with such a passion, it was hard to look away and see all the others who didn't. The hate's expression towards me culminated on the last night of the Democratic National Convention in Philadelphia after a brief but heated discussion with a Bernie delegate at a bar that ended when he got in my face and said really aggressively, you know what you look like? You look like you need a good fuck, or words to that effect. You don't need to be a rape victim to understand rape code, the universal language used by violent misogynists everywhere. I took the guy's picture to piss him off, but it was too dark for a good shot, unfortunately. There were several other explosive incidents with Bernie supporters. One guy chased me down the hall of our hotel, completely unhinged, screaming and yelling that I had no right to write a satirical column as a columnist for a local newspaper that criticizes and pokes fun at political extremists. How dare I make him squirm. When I asked him later to be interviewed on the radio about his support for Bernie, he said he didn't feel safe talking to me and got himself all worked up and angry again. I became a hater's Hillary. I felt their hatred and it was hard not to blame Bernie. But on Sunday, something clicked. It's not Bernie's fault these people are assholes. Or if it is his fault, he should be forgiven, because Bernie Sanders is right about one thing. We as human beings are in it together. We have to spread love to replace hate. Ben of Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream introduced Sanders at the State Theater and said of his doppelganger, what I believe is probably true. Bernie Sanders believes in justice in all its flavors. Ben also said that as the minister of ice cream in the Sanders administration, he promises a pint in every freezer and a sundae in every bowl. It's like Bernie Sanders' promise of Medicare for all that covers everything, including hearing aids, glasses, and dentistry, and costs nothing. Or his promise to wipe clean $1.3 trillion in student debt. Completely unrealistic, but at least not motivated by hate. So on Sunday, as I listened to the real Bernie, the goofy, finger-pointing, Don Quixote-like revolutionist from Vermont with a great New York accent, I finally stopped hearing the voices in my head of the angry, crazy people who tormented me during the 2016 election. On Sunday, I realized that I basically had been doing to Bernie Sanders what the Bernie bros were doing to me, pinning contempt for somebody on somebody else.